This week's stories, when it comes to cannabis market breakthroughs, New York leads the way. Game-changing cannabis reforms, the state's making headlines, and legal battles and financial drama inside the cannabis industry's latest surprises. Welcome to this new episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. If by the end of this episode you've really enjoyed what you've heard, we'd love it if you give us a follow in your favorite podcast app. We like Apple Podcasts, but the choice is yours. New York launches the first cannabis farmer's market. Seemingly in an attempt to supercharge the cannabis retail market, New York's Office of Cannabis Management has announced the approval of Cannabis Farmer's Market and has issued 212 new provisional retail licenses. The approval of the farmer's markets, the Cannabis Growers Showcase Initiative, is a first-in-the-nation initiative to allow licensed sales outside of dispensaries. The CGS initiative, described as a crucial next step in expanding the state's cannabis market, will enable cannabis cultivators to partner with conditional adult-use retailers and processors across New York to organize events to sell adult-use products. This will help farmers stuck with surplus stock to sell their crop faster, as well as enable customers to have legal access to cannabis in parts of the state that currently do not have dispensaries. Cannabis sales tax could generate millions if Florida legalizes. A 2024 ballot initiative to legalize adult-use cannabis could see Florida generate up to $431 million in sales tax if passed. This figure was estimated by officials at the State Financial Impact Estimating Conference, who also suggested this figure could be higher if an additional excise tax is imposed on retail cannabis sales. The FIEC Financial Impact Statement reads, Based on other states' experiences, expected retail sales of non-medical marijuana would generate at least $195.6 million annually in state and local sales tax revenues once the retail market is fully operational. Although the timing of this is unclear. Because the $195.6 million in sales tax estimate represents the lowest suggested level deemed reliable among the six scenarios reviewed, which ranged upward to $431.3 million, it's probable that future changes, if any, to the tax structure would equal or increase the estimated level of new revenue collections. Such changes would require legislative action. Truly files lawsuit to recover cash from former partners. U.S. cannabis giant Trulieve has filed a civil lawsuit against its former business partners in a bid to recover unpaid debts worth nearly $25 million. On Friday, Trulieve had filed a suit in Franklin County Common Pleas Court against Harvest of Ohio and Harvest Grows, two companies which had been affiliated with Harvest Health and Recreation, HHR. The partnership, which was signed prior to Trulieve's billion-dollar merger with HHR, was reportedly agreed due to Trulieve and HHR's pledge to support diversity, equity, and inclusion. Both Harvest of Ohio and Harvest Grows are headed by Ariane Kirkpatrick, making them the only black-owned, female-owned, vertically integrated cannabis dispensaries in Ohio. According to the Dayton Daily News, following the merger, Trulieve continued offering financial assistance to both businesses. However, 
Trulieve is now seeking to recover the $23.8 million it loaned to the two companies, including $4 million in interest. In other news for North America, despite being legal since 2018, workplaces in Michigan have been screening potential state employees for cannabis use with automatic disqualifications for those who test positive. In a move that would see recreational cannabis treated the same as alcohol, the Michigan Civil Service Commission's now voted to end pre-employment cannabis testing for state jobs following a month-long public consultation and a unanimous vote on the issue. Employees in state roles will no longer be required to be tested, except for healthcare workers, law enforcement employees, and those working with heavy machinery. Health Canada's confirmed that this year, its regulatory operations and enforcement branch Cannabis Laboratory will begin the random purchase of cannabis products from dispensaries across the state and test them for analysis. The branch will also be working with law enforcement agencies to test illegal cannabis products for comparative analysis. The organization said the initiative will support Health Canada's data collection efforts with respect to the composition of cannabis products available on the Canadian market, strengthening its ability to inform the public about health and safety risks associated with cannabis consumption. Cannabis products will be analyzed for THC and CBD levels, specific analytes of interests, and chemical or microbiological contaminants but will not reference brand or license holders' names. In a shock move, New Jersey regulators have significantly amended plans to give social equity applicants the first shot at establishing cannabis businesses. Back in June, the Cannabis Regulatory Commission voted to give applicants with prior convictions for cannabis offenses living in economically disadvantaged parts of New Jersey exclusivity access to wholesale, distribution, and delivery service licenses for one year. However, on Tuesday, the Commission voted to dramatically reduce this time period to three months, with cannabis businesses owned by women, minorities, or disabled veterans given priority for the following three months. New York's Social Equity Fund is aiming to facilitate the development of an equitable cannabis industry, prioritizing loans and funding for those who have been disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs. The New York City Economic Development Corporation has now issued a request for proposals to launch the fund, calling for capital partners and a fund administrator. It aims for the fund to reach between $20 and $30 million, with NYCDC committing up to $8 million of subordinated loan capital at a 0% interest rate. Canadian cannabis cultivator Organigram Holdings published its Q3 earnings last week, reporting falling revenues and a net loss of $213.5 million. In the last three months to May 31, 2023, Organigram reported net revenues of $32.8 million Canadian dollars, down 14% from $38 million year-on-year. Meanwhile, it reported a net loss of $213 million compared with just 2.8 in the same period a year earlier, which it attributed to an impairment loss. The impairment loss takes into account the re-evaluation of assets which have depreciated in value, amounting to $191.2 million, largely in relation to property, plant and equipment. And now, Europe's headlines. Akandakor is under threat of being delisted from Nasdaq for the second time in less than a year, throwing its future as a publicly listed company into question. 
Earlier this month, Akanda informed investors it had received a warning from the Listings Qualifications Department of the Nasdaq Stock Exchange that, if it could not bring its share price back above $1 for 10 consecutive days before January 1, 2024, it would face delisting. This comes less than six months after Akanda implemented a 1-for-10 reverse stock split on its ordinary shares to rescue it from being delisted following another warning from the exchange in October 2022. It frames what's been a torrid year for the company, which has lost its CEO and its core operations in South Africa, been fighting ongoing legal battles and seen its largest shareholder, Halo Collective, sell off swathes of its stock. Officials voted to adopt a bill on regulating cannabis for medical, scientific and industrial use at its first reading in the Verkhovna Rada Parliament of Ukraine on Thursday the 13th of July, as reported by Cannabis Health. A total of 268 MPs voted in favour of the bill at the plenary session, with President Zelensky and Health Minister Viktor Lyashko having publicly expressed their support. The bill proposes to create regulatory conditions for the legal limited circulation of cannabis, cannabis resin, cannabis extracts and tinctures for their use in medical, industrial and scientific purposes. It'll see doctors permitted to prescribe cannabis-based medicines for conditions, including pain and PTSD. Talking of allowing GPs to prescribe medical cannabis, they reckon it could drive down NHS waiting lists and reduce crime, according to a new report from the Cannabis Industry Council. The report, entitled Why GPs Should Be Able to Prescribe Cannabis Medicines, assesses the state of play in the UK, where NHS waiting lists have now reached 7.4 million. Now, given that the NHS estimates that one in three adults have chronic pain, they'll represent a significant number of those waiting to be seen for their conditions, many of whom will later be prescribed highly addictive opioid medicines, which cause crime and death in their communities. Allowing GPs to prescribe cannabis requires a simple amendment to Section 4 of the 2018 Misuse of Drug Regulations. Oxford Cannabinoid Technologies announced this week that it had identified a potential first-in-class immunotherapy treatment for solid tumours. Furthermore, the company suggested the treatment could be much, much more cost-effective. From a healthcare provider point of view, leading to a bump in stock price, the pharmaceutical company says the assets are risen from its program 4, which is working on to explore the library of nearly 500 cannabinoid derivatives as part of an exclusive license agreement with Canopy Growth Corporation. Last week, Israel's largest cannabis company, Intercure, announced it was planning to leave the Toronto Stock Exchange. They recently informed investors that its board of directors have approved a voluntary delisting of the company stock from the TSX after, quote, concluding that maintaining the listing does not offer substantial benefits to the company and its shareholders, end quote. It's applied to delist its shares from the TSX at the end of the trading session on August 14th, 2023, subject to approval. Confirmation from the Spanish government earlier this month that proposals for the rollout of a medicinal cannabis framework will not happen before the upcoming elections is a huge blow for patients. The growing need for medicinal cannabis is a reality in Spain that we cannot avoid, and this government's initial commitment offered thousands of people hope. From general anxiety to chronic pain or the easing of cancer symptoms, medicinal cannabis would be available safely and securely to patients in Spain with a wide range of conditions. 
this would be a win for patients. Don Bellamy, the CEO of Lineo Health, gave a statement saying it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to deliver the right results for patients in Spain who have been waiting for so long, while in their own words, their pain waits for no one. End quote. Canavum Cannabis AG has today announced the further expansion of its Anbao Alliance, or Cultivation Alliance, for recreational cannabis as it prepares itself to capitalize on the recently announced German draft bill. The German cannabis operators welcomed biodegradable plant pot producer Hotbury GmbH as a new partner to its Cultivation Alliance, which will focus on providing professional products and services for Germany's upcoming cannabis cultivation clubs. It comes just weeks after Canavum announced significant changes to its operating structure, effectively splitting its medical and adult-use-focused business arms. While many industry stakeholders have criticized the recent draft bill amid accusations of over-regulation, Canavum Cannabis' CEO Klaus Medzia tells Business of Cannabis that, quote, for us, it's amazing. And of course, as always, you can read more about all of this week's top stories from around North America and Europe at businessofcannabis.com. Cannabis Events We've got a couple of events coming up that we'd like to invite you to. We hope to see you there. First of all, Business of Cannabis New York. It's happening on the October the 4th. And once again, bringing together the most influential businesses, financial institutions and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day program, providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. Grab your tickets today and join us on October the 4th in New York. And after a hugely successful event in London recently. Tickets are now on sale for Cannabis Europa 2024. Next year will be the 10th installment of Europe's premier B2B Cannabis Conference and Expo. Tickets are on sale via Eventbrite or easier still, cannabis-europa.com. And of course, as always, we'll have the links to both of these events in the show description. That's it for another episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. And if you've enjoyed this episode or any of our previous episodes, we would love it if you drop us a review in your favorite podcast listening app of choice. We love Apple Podcasts and trust me, it really helps other people make a decision to listen to this show. So we'd love it if you did it. 